0: Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keene, the senior pastor. And wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's gonna really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today.
1: Doing good. I'm gonna do something I don't think I've ever done as we as we start i didn't do it in the first service and i probably won't ever do it again we don't we don't worship individuals but we really do honor them and though most of us have never met um, the doctor um, I, i do think it 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 flows wonderfully with what god's put in my heart i felt to change the message between services we had a great first service Similar message, but flipped it over, and I, I now know why. Um, if you're new, uh, then, then I apologize in advance for this, uh, but, but I, I just want to do something. I think this is, a, this is a holy moment, and I realize there's a breadth of people here. There are some of you that have been walking with Christ in a really intimate relationship. There are others here. And you once knew the freshness of relationship with Christ. But if we were able to be really honest over a cup of coffee or tea, you'd go, you know what, it's kind of not happening for me. I'm coming to church and we're delighted you are. And you kind of bump it along the bottom. Uh, Jesus has got something very special for you today. And then maybe there's some new folk that others have brought to church. And, uh, and so there's something powerful about just humbling our hearts and receiving, you know, there's a there's a verse in the Gospels that says, "Except an ear of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone." You know that one. Yeah. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. the whole The whole notion of reproduction, of multiplication, uh, even even in creation, requires a death for the seed to germinate. And I just sense that in this, and again, I don't want to be too super spiritual about it, but uh, it seemed that he was in his prime. And so we, we walk with this tension. On one hand, you know, we understand that every, the, 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 the timing of, of, uh, of, of, of our lives is in God's hands. In another sense, I have a sense that maybe that this man's life was cut down before, before his time. Um, I don't Actually know which of that is true, but what i what I do know is that that out of that, and this is what I feel prompted to do, that I feel that God is going to germinate seeds all over this place, and uh, this church has always been about the nations, and so as Pastor Jared said, this is a, a one big family, whether you ever go to Zambia or not it 's also been all about understanding the power of influence and the power of those that have got a seed I actually believe there's some young and men young men and women even right now um, that as you as you bow the knee and if you're not able to do that because of your knees or your your age then I just would invite you to sit in a moment and just bow your head but I want to do something just for a moment. And I'm going to pray a prayer of faith at the start of my message that, that I believe that I'll water in the message and, and will bring it to a point. Um, but if, I, if you could just indulge me, I'm just flying with what I think the Holy Spirit will want us to do. And we're not, I'm not going to do this for too long. But if you can, I'd like you just to, just to kneel just for a moment as, as, a, as a, not only a sign of respect, but also... I believe that God, in the, in the death of, of the good doctor, um, he's in heaven, he's not feeling any pain right now, that God would want to germinate a seed of reproduction, of almost like the devil, you picked a fight here, and then out of this seed that's fallen to the ground, God is going to bring forth much fruit. Out of this seed that's, that's fallen to the ground, god is going to germinate multiplication heavenly father lord at the start of this service we bow our knee we bow our heads lord in honor of this man of god that wasn't fearful of the faces of men he was not enamored by his standing in the society but god he would constantly humble his heart before you And Father, though he's not with us right now, Lord, I I prophesy a germination of seeds in the hearts of men and women right across the congregation. Father, we stand with our brothers and sisters in Zambia right now, and we thank you for your grace poured out in a double portion. Father, I thank you that, that, that... that politicians, that civic leaders, that business leaders are going to be birthed right now, that leaders in education, that seed is going to germinate right now. Lord, that exquisite mums and dads that will raise up the next generation, God is being germinated right now. Lord, we honor him and God, we worship you. And God, we thank you for the multiplication spirit that's coming upon this congregation, our, our, our Zambian brothers and sisters, and indeed all of the Global Heart family around the world. We give you the praise and the glory for that. And Lord, I open my heart up right now, Lord, that you enable me to bring your word, Lord, in a way that would honor and, 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 and bring glory to you. Lord, we commit it to you now in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Come with me to 2 Kings chapter 2. Doing okay? Pastor Jared, my heart goes out to you and all the church and... uh, When you hurt, we hurt, and thank you for your love. Thank you that that wasn't a transactional moment. Thank you that you showed your vulnerability, because that gives us all great strength. And uh, so from Valerie and I, we just want you to know, you and Sue and the church family, we're really sorry about that. We understand that that's a very deep thing. Um, But likewise, I do believe that that seed is going to be sown... In the soil of Zambia, and in fact, other places in Africa as well. When I when I talk about uh, the doctor, how do you how do you pronounce his name again? Masiska. When we talk about Doctor Masiska, and we talk about a seed going into the ground, I'm reminded about the story of Elijah and Elisha. Elijah is the quintessential Old Testament prophet of power. So you think about others in the Old Testament, Moses would be kind of hallmarked by his leadership of the children of Israel. Um, there There are others, Abraham obviously is the father of faith. Elijah, unapologetically, is this portable revival unit that basically did miracles everywhere he went. He had a, a crew alongside him. So he always had, it seemed to me, the, the sons of the prophets. So he's the prophet. These are the sons of the prophets. So if you like the miracle workers in the making. And here's the great thing. God never said, I want you to come to church. God God in his word says, I want you to become the church. Don't ever substitute becoming the church for just coming to church. Don't don't ever, don't ever, don't ever, ever reduce the exquisite seed that God put in you to the gift of sitting on a pew. What's your gift? I've got a butt and I put it on a pew. Those of you that are born again, those of you that have received Jesus Christ, and if you haven't, then at the end of the service, we're going we're gonna to do some business with God on that. Or indeed, if you're one of those that I spoke of earlier on that were kind of bumping along the bottom, listen up. I'm talking to you as well. We're going to pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to literally, you're moving away. Uh, I said to the first service, sometimes there are people that have been a Christian a long time. There are sometimes that someone's been a Christian, I think, too long. Just learn to do it a little bit too much and lose the freshness of the awesomeness of the power of God that pulsates in your being. It's like, are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you born again and going to heaven? Uh, yeah. Have you had your filthy, rotten sins forgiven so that you are white as the driven snow? Yeah. Are you filled with all the power of heaven by the the Holy Spirit to actually lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Yeah. Yeah. Is your Christianity about others or about you? Well, let's not go there. <laughs> Elijah performed many miracles. And we know toward the end of his life, uh, he was, he was his, his key understudy, he had 50 sons of the prophets. His key understudy, Elisha, was tracking with him. And uh, to the point where Elijah said, let me read you to the Bible here, that'd be a good thing to do. Elijah said, hey, 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 Elisha, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, oh, thanks for asking. He said, "Uh, can you give me a double portion of the spirit that's on you? (laughs) Elijah basically goes, dude, you've asked a pretty hard thing. Uh, He didn't say dude, like in the King James is dudeth, Uh, no, no. (laughs) You've asked a pretty a pretty big thing," he says. "But if you are if you see me when I go, then then you can you can get a double portion. So consequently, Elisha never slept for the next maybe week or so. He's like he's watching the whole time. We pick the story up in Two Kings two and verse nine. It says they came. Verse 7, 50 men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, his mantle, which was a sign of his authority, rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. I'd love to be able to do a party trick like that, wouldn't you? And then they crossed Over, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You've asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. As they were walking along, talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire, as they do, appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more, and he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Then Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah, struck the water with it. He says, Where now is the Lord God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and the left, and again he crossed over. You see, right here is, we can put the magnifying glass over that and see that there's a, what we, what we actually embodied as I started this particular part of the service in kneeling down and receiving a germinated seed as a result of the life of of the doctor, um, we see happening here. We see see multiplication. So multiplication is not a word that you hear a whole lot in church life. Uh, There's a number of forms of that word in, 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 in Matthew chapter 28, we read that the the, the Great Commission is go and make disciples. Uh, Implied in that was make disciples who make disciples. Because Paul says to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.2, commit these things that are in you to others who can then go and do that to others, to others, to others. others. So it's a multiplication thing. God is not just interested in flick-passing a multiplication doctrine. It's the essence of who He is. If we go back to Genesis chapter 1, we read to Adam and Eve, he just created mankind, and he said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. There's a number of theological principles at work here. In, in the Bible, there's a, there's a principle called the law of first mention. So when something's first mentioned in Scripture, uh, then then it gives us a good clue of maybe a theme, not always, but maybe a theme that's going to happen right throughout. There's also a law called the law of many mention, and the idea that when something is repeated, it also marks a priority of God. Well, let me try this for a size. In, as I said, Acts chapter one, verse twenty-two and twenty-eight, we see this law of multiplication kick in. Acts chapter nine, verse one, to Noah, he also repeats, "Be fruitful and help me here, multiply." In, in Acts chapter twenty-six, uh, sorry, in Acts chapter twenty-six, uh, we read again, "Be fruitful and multiply" to to Abraham. Acts chapter 17, actually. Acts chapter 26, we see be fruitful and multiply to Isaac. Acts chapter 35, we see be fruitful and multiply to Jacob. Uh, In Acts chapter 46, uh, sorry, Acts, Genesis I meant. Genesis chapter 46, we read be fruitful and multiply to Joseph. God's Word is saturated. All of those Acts references were Genesis references. Just if you're thinking, what the heck is this guy on? What did he smoke for breakfast, right? No, no. Genesis, not Acts. But my, my point is this God is a multiplication God. And so when he lays us up, he's. See, see the, the, law, the law of. One of the challenges of the fact that that the, so much of what we see around, around us, and I'm not a gloom and gloom. Doom kind of preacher i i really believe in uplifting but but you don't you don't have to look too far to hear some of the weirdness of the of philosophy that is being passed off as truth and part of the reason for that not the only one there is an enemy to our souls he's very active but as the church that has given the been given the mandate to multiply and we choose to just add We're given the mandate, the whole essence of the reason God sent His Holy Spirit was so that the Spirit would dwell in us all at the one time so that we can go and be the the, the communicators of the fullness of the kingdom of God, which is not just the message of salvation, it's the message of healing. It's the message of deliverance. It's the message of the blessing of God. It's the message of relationship and marriage turnaround. It's the message of breaking bondages over people's lives. You are a a portable revival unit. No wonder believers are bored when they're not flowing in the very essence of their design. So we see that here in this passage where God offers a double portion. Now lest it might be just an allegory. Of the fact of an Old Testament couple of dudes and double portion, so therefore I say, well, therefore God has promised you a double portion. Like it sounds cute, preaches well, but I want to I want to get a little more down and dirty on it and give you give you an unpacking of the legal right you have to take on a double portion. To take on a double portion, you see, in in Deuteronomy chapter twenty one verse seventeen we read the fact that, that the firstborn actually is entitled to a double portion. It's rooted deeply in, in, uh, in the Torah, in Jewish theology and Jewish culture. So, so, so someone that's firstborn, the, the number one son, I'm the firstborn of seven kids of my mother and father, and so I'm going to hold them to that and get a... no. But there is a principle there. You say, well, that's very nice if you're Jewish and if you live back when Deuteronomy was uh, written. But if we come forward and we understand that, that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus is the firstborn after many brethren. So, so all that's promised to a Jewish firstborn son actually comes on Jesus. You say, well, that's really interesting, Pastor Mike, but what about me in Western Australia in 2021 post-COVID? How does that help me? Come on, help me, help me, help me. So so if you go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 and 15, here's the kicker. Here's your legal entitlement beyond an anecdotal uh, metaphor of you entitled to a double portion. In, 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 in Romans chapter 8, it says you, my friend, are a co-heir with Christ and therefore a co-inheritor of everything that is His. If Jesus is the firstborn son and He is entitled to a double portion, then you too are entitled to a double portion of His Spirit. The double is, is, is not just a metaphoric thing because God, by His essence, is a multiplication God. So can you see that that if we're living as as basically seat occupiers, what's your gift? I got a butt and I put it on a the seat. Then that is way short, way short of the of the dynamic, powerful calling that God has put on your life. You see this season, and I understand that that in WA, the country of WA, you. <laughs> you, have been, you have been safely protected. The Republic of Western Australia. <laughs> I saw a gold phone the other day over in Sydney, one of the big churches over there. And uh, I was quite shocked, actually. It was, it was there and it said, this is a hotline to heaven. Problem was, it was $10,000 a call. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a lot. But, you know, going straight to heaven, I guess it's okay. I saw one just at, at, in the foyer here, and it was 20 cents. And I said to God, why is that? And he said, oh, it's a local call for the WA people. Yeah. So, so God wants to give you a double portion of his spirit in order for you to operate in multiplication. Now, here's where that's not going to work. And I'm going I'm to speak over you. Lord, in honor of, of, of the doctor and in honor of the word of God, because those of you here, and, and as I said it, and if you're open, like there'll be some, and I don't care how you're sitting, but some have the posture of heart of, 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 of their arms folded. If you've got your arms folded, I'm not looking at you. I'm not, it's like, whoa. I'm talking about the arms of your heart folded, right? And you're like, oh, nice message, Pastor. I could give a rip whether it's a nice message. I want the truth of God's Word to penetrate in your heart to actually germinate and release a multiplication spirit from the front to the back on either side. You you say, this is my first time. Let a multiplication spirit come upon you as a result from this day on. Because we're talking about a spiritual dynamic here—it actually only works when when your heart is actually aligned with the purpose of God. And again, I don't know most of you. I've got there's some familiar faces, and it's lovely. I've had the privilege of being here several times. Um, and uh, it, God, God is up to something in in your church. This is. As I said, I think before, one of the hero churches of mine in, in, right around the world. I don't know every church that's going on, but we work with some really, really amazing churches. Just your heart for the nations. Just your heart to see brokenness uh, actually restored and, and families raised after the pattern of your pastors and what they've experienced in their life. There's great faith for restoration. So I will say this, if you just rocked in here, you think, oh, that's all well, I go to church, Like a beautiful testimony. You have landed in a flippant amazing house. That won't just impact you. It'll impact generations. So let's, let's do some business with God. Got no heartwarming, heart-tugging story. I just want to rely on the truth of God's Word. You know whether you're living for Jesus or not. You know if once upon a time your heart was ablaze and now there's hardly an ember. You know that once upon a time your heart was soft. God. And now it's hardened up a bit. You got a choice. You can walk out of this place exactly the same way you walked in. Fat lot of good, that's going to do you. Or you can say, God, I humble my heart before you. You might be a deacon. You might be an elder. You could be a pastor. You could be one of the key business people in the community or the city. How's your heart? How's your heart? I want to give you an opportunity right now. You know, the Bible says there's one way back to God. It's called repentance. Because no matter what it appears, you know whether you are moving away from God or toward Him. Repentance literally means you do a 180 and you say, God, I am sorry it wasn't you that moved. Either for the first time or the first time in a long time, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your heart right now. For those of you that have the courage to say, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. God bless you. God bless you. Honestly, it's a beautiful touch of God here right now. I'm just going to get right to it. I'm going to simply count to three not as some weird religious Trinitarian thing, just to give you a moment to make a decision. It's an important decision. I don't want you to do it emotionally. and I don't want to twist your arm. You don't have to do anything. But if you sense the Holy Spirit drawing you, if you sense the Holy Spirit, Spirit bringing conviction to your heart, there is only one decision to make. As I count to three, when I hit three, everyone here on either side from the front to the back, you say, Michael bullseye that's where I'm at right now I need to repent I need to get my life right with Jesus I need to humble my heart or maybe you've been brought along by a friend and you've never ever made that decision then I'm talking to you you ready just close your eyes for a moment give you a bit of privacy
0: thank you so much for joining us online today